الذين آمنوا أطيعوا الله وأطيعوا الرسول وأولي الأمر منكم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم السلام عليكم ورحمه الله وبركاته and welcome to a brand new islamica any of you who is watching may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if you're ill may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant you the best of health as soon as possible if you're struggling in any way may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala remove your struggles and alhamdulillah we have our first caller today assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh what's your name and uh, where are you calling from Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. I'm Mama uh, Muhammad, uh, calling from London. Mashallah. What's your question, sister? A uh, question regarding living a female alone. Um, I have a question that um, can a female or can a girl live alone uh, without any muharram? Um, what Islam says about this? Uh, Even the Muharram is uh, alive or available, or they, can they have their own choice to live alone or from far away without Muharram, but it says Islam. Leave, uh, living alone uh, as a female and yeah. with, without a Muharram? Yeah. Okay. Jazakallah, sister, uh, for your Barakallah call, and uh, Jazakallah for, for uh, joining me today. Um, so in, okay, Jazakallah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. So the sister is asking about the uh, females and living alone. Now, in Islam, we have this concept of protection for our females. And a, um, there is a concept of mahram. Mahram is a male relative who is very, very close to that female and is not allowed to get married to that female because the proximity and the closeness of that relationship does not allow marriage for that individual and they act as a protector for the female. So for example, a father is a mahram, a brother is a mahram. So this term, this term mahram is from the word haram and because it's uh, haram for that male individual to marry this female or the female to marry this male, they are the mahram for that particular female. And when we are traveling, we have been told that we can't travel a certain distance without a mahram. So in terms of traveling, it is very clear that a uh, female should have a mahram. And the sister is asking the question around whether it's okay for a female to live alone. Now in this society which we live in, we have a lot of safety, we have um, some kind of protection here and there, but it is always recommended to have a male close by who is a protection for that individual. Um, but in terms of living alone, I don't think there is any restriction for a female to live alone, doesn't have to have a mahram with her all the time. But in terms of traveling, a certain distance which is above the shari'i distance, then a person should have a mahram with them when they are traveling. So in terms of living alone, but then we have the concept here in this country where there are females who are studying away from home. Now again, it would not be recommended for a female to live alone. They should at least try and get other females to live with them or have a mahram with them because it's all about protection. Islam wants to protect females. 
And if we want to protect females, the concept of mahram comes in. So wherever we can, we should try and protect our females and we should protect our mothers and sisters. And the way to do that is through a mahram or at least group up as females as part of that protection. So I hope that answers the question for the sister. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless her. Um, moving on, we have another question here, which is, which received on WhatsApp. Um, and somebody is asking, I wanted to ask whether it is permissible to wear jewelry that has Allah's name or Ayatul Kursi on in the bathroom. Now, there are some people who make jewelry which has Allah's names on it. I, I recently saw somebody selling um, a, a jewelry to put on here. That with every difficulty comes ease, with every difficulty comes ease. So this is a verse of the Quran. And similarly, sometimes there's a uh, ayatul kursi with Allahu la ilaha illahu wal hayyul qayyum on that particular jewelry. So can we wear this jewelry? Number one. And number two, is it permissible to take this in the bathroom? So the ulama have mentioned that number one, it is permissible to wear that kind of jewelry. It is permissible to wear jewelry which has Allah's names on it. There is nothing uh, prohibitive uh, within Islam to stop you from wearing that kind of jewelry. However, in terms of taking it in the bathroom, it is uh, something that should be avoided. So either it that Allah's name should be covered up or that jewelry should be taken off when you are going into the bathroom because it is disrespectful to take Allah's name into the bathroom. Just like somebody would not take the Quran into the bathroom, somebody would not take a, a, something else which has Allah's name into the bathroom. Similarly, just because it's jewelry and it's difficult to take off and it's burdensome sometimes to keep on taking it off all the time, and therefore we might avoid taking it off. No, we should avoid taking Allah's name into the bathroom because it will be disrespectful. So that answers the question of taking Ayatul Kursi or Allah's name into the bathroom. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide us all. Yeah. Moving on, um, there's another question here on, in, on WhatsApp. This question here is, is it permissible for me to give zakat from my wealth to my fiance, her family are poor. So this is a person who is engaged to somebody who is poor, most probably maybe in Bangladesh, uh, in Bangladesh or Pakistan or Africa. Um, and we'll come back to that question. I think we have a caller online. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. What's your name and where are you calling from? Wa alaikum salam from Nigeria. MashaAllah, Abdul Hamid, no. uh, welcome. Jazakallah no. for Ani. calling from such far away. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you. Now, how do we pray for somebody whom we are not too sure whether they prayed over? That is, yeah, Salatul Ga'ib. Okay. How do we pray for him? Then the second one is, can women join in the role for the Janazah? Okay. Jazakallah khair. Jazakallah khair. Allah bless you. And uh, really, really grateful for your call. Jazakallah khair all the way from Nigeria. Abdul Hamid. So Abdul Hamid is asking about the janazah prayer. So um, 
the janaza prayer let's let's just uh, go back a little bit so the janaza prayer is the prayer which we read for somebody who has died salatul mayyit salatul janaza is called and it's an obligation on the whole community to make sure that person is bathed is shrouded and also that person is prayed over so this is salatul janaza so we do the washing and then we do the shrouding and then we are performing the salatul janaza now the brother abdul hamid is asking that if somebody has not been prayed over so for example uh, the community didn't know that this person is muslim the hospital or the other community elsewhere they washed him and they buried him and there was no salatul janaza can we do salatul janaza afterwards so ulama have written about this as well and ulama have said um, if you can get to the grave then you go to the graveyard even afterwards after many many days or months and you know that the salatul janaza did not take place you can go there and you can perform salatul janaza on that individual because until the salatul janaza is done the whole community will be sinful the whole community because this is for the kifaya for the kifaya means it is a responsibility on the whole community and if one person does it then it the responsibility is removed from the community here if nobody does it then we have to go and perform the salatul janaza so if we can get to the grave then absolutely try and get to the grave even later on and go and perform salatul janaza and if you can't get to the grave then there is a concept of salatul ghaib it might not be in the hanafi school but in the other schools of thought it is there and the person can do a salatul janaza from a distance so the prophet sallallahu once he performed a salatul janaza uh, prayed a salatul janaza for a person who was not in front of him was hundreds and thousands of miles away from the prophet sallallahu it is mentioned that the prophet sallallahu performed salatul ghaib for najashi Najashi, who was the ruler of Ethiopia, who protected the Muslims after he died, when the Prophet ﷺ was in Medina Munawwara, it is mentioned in some narrations that the Prophet ﷺ performed Salatul Ghaib for an Najashi. So Salatul Ghaib can be done. I'll come back to the second part of the question, uh, Abdul Hamid, in a little while. I've got a caller waiting. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Caller, what's your name and where are you calling from? Um, Calling from London, and my name is Hashmi. Hatmi? Hashmi. Hashmi. Salam alaikum, uh, brother Hashmi. Jazakallah for calling. What's your question today? Yeah, I have few. Shall I say them one by one? Or? Yeah. If, yeah. Uh, let's start, and then let's see. Um, because um, we have to look at the time as well. But if you if you give me the question, inshallah, I'll write them down as soon as I can. Yeah, even if need be, I'll come back again if. Uh, yeah. First one so is that Surah uh, Baqarah, if I, you know, I have difficulty in concentrating and it's a long Surah for a Barqa in the house, uh, can I listen to it or can I play it for the, you know, of uh, blessing the house and moving Shayateen or whatever? Yeah. So can that's it one. be done by playing? Okay. Or, you know, that's one. Yeah. Second one, when I'm reading Quran, even a few pages or whatever, uh, do I read the translation of every ayah at the same time 
to get the you know meaning you know immediately or i read the three pages and i three and i read the meanings afterwards okay that's uh, and the third one uh, uh, i have a habit of reading aitul kursi as my main in the first the first surah after surah uh, is it find i'm just in the habit of doing that or should it be you know i should alternate okay no. jazakallah khair uh, brother hashmi for all of the questions inshallah i'll answer them one by one inshallah jazakallah khair okay um so brother hashmi has given me three questions but i'm just going to go back to brother abdul hamid we talked about salatul ghaib for the uh, mayyit or the person who unfortunately died and nobody prayed up uh, on uh, the salah and uh, we talked about salatul ghaib the second part of his question was can we make rose for women um during the salatul janaza and the answer to that is yes we can although um there is a difference of opinion it depends where you're going to perform the salatul janaza yeah, salatul janaza so if you're reading in the masjid so there are many masjids in the uk where they have salatul janaza and the women also join in so you can make rows behind uh, but the second uh, option is that sometimes salatul janaza is done in the cemetery and there is a difference of opinion whether women should go to the cemetery or not and therefore if there is a tradition within your cultures um where there is permission and both views of women going to the cemetery and not going to the cemetery are valid so if your ulama and your scholars are allowing women to come to the cemetery then you can make the row of the women and if they are not then they should avoid and they should uh, make their duas rather than salatul janaza at home inshallah so i hope that answers brother abdul hamid's question all the way from nigeria then we've had brother hashmi call from london and, and brother hashmi has asked about surah baqarah so to uh, remove and to stop shayateen coming into the home surah baqarah is very very effective many ulama have written that if you read surah baqarah every single day then it will stop the shayateen from coming in to your homes and it will shock, stop them affecting us as uh, as much as it might affect us without the surah baqarah so yes it is extremely good to uh, to read surah baqarah but brother hashmi is asking that it's it, it takes long for him to read surah baqarah so is it okay to listen to or to play surah baqarah in the home absolutely there are many many people who sometimes they leave surah baqarah on in the house when they go to work because they feel that it will at least leave some baraka in the home so yes absolutely you can leave surah baqarah as playing in the background to remove the shayateen and keep the shayateen away the second question which brother hashmi asked was reading the quran is is he supposed to read the translation after every single ayah or can he read the quran uh three four pages and then go back to the translation it is totally your choice brother hashmi you can read the quran and remember uh, sometimes people uh read the quran without translation sometimes people read the quran with translation these two things are both virtuous reading quran in arabic is virtuous and reading the translation is also something that we need to do so that we can understand the quran there are two 
parts, at least two parts, which the Prophet ﷺ mentioned, that he came to teach us the tilawa of the Quran. Yatlu alayhim ayatihi. And لَقَدْ مَنَّ اللَّهُ عَلَى الْمُؤْمِنِينَ إِذْ بَعَثَ فِيهِمْ رَسُولًا مِنْ أَنفُسِهِمْ يَتْلُوا عَلَيْهِمْ آيَاتِهِ وَيُزَكِّيمْ وَيُعَلِّمُهُمُ الْكِتَابِ So there, the four objectives of the Prophet ﷺ are mentioned. Number one, to teach us the tilawa of the Qur'an. Tilawa is the reading of the Qur'an. And that reading is done in Arabic. Whether you understand that portion of the Qur'an that you're reading or not, you will still be rewarded. You will still be rewarded. Today's uh, we have some individuals who will say, oh, why are you reading the Qur'an without understanding? Do not let them put you off. Yes, we should try and introduce an understanding of the Qur'an along with reading of the Qur'an, but never ever let go of the reading of the Qur'an. Read that which has been revealed to you from the Kitab. This is one of the objectives of the Prophet ﷺ, that we read the Qur'an and the reading of the Qur'an puts light into our hearts. The Arabic, even if you don't understand it, it puts light into your heart. And then you take some time out, either with every single verse or, without, or, or later on, uh, once you've read three or four pages, and then you go back to read the understand that portion of the Qur'an, that is also necessary. Uh, but these are two distinct parts of our a duty to learn the Quran. One is learn the Arabic, read the Arabic, and uh, our ulama say that we should try and read one juz of Quran every single day. One juz, one uh, sipara of the Quran every single day in Arabic. And then if you want to learn the meaning, then try and take some separate time out and try and understand the meaning as well. So. And for every letter, the Prophet ﷺ said, you will receive ten rewards. And what did the Prophet ﷺ say? Alif, Lam, Meem is three letters. You get 30 rewards for saying Alif, Lam, Meem. And the example which the Prophet ﷺ gave was Alif, Lam, Meem. These are letters that come at the beginning of the surah. Alif, Lam, Meem, Alif, Lam, Ra, Ha, Meem, Ain, Sin, Qaf, Ya, Sin, Taha. These letters come at the beginning of some of the surahs and nobody knows the meaning of these. And yet the Prophet ﷺ said, you will get reward of 30, 30 rewards. That shows that even without understanding the Qur'an, you will get rewarded and you will get blessings and you will get nur into your hearts. And secondly, the Prophet ﷺ came to teach us the meanings and he has taught us the meanings and we need to try and understand the Qur'an as much as possible. So that was the second question of Brother Hashmi. Ayatul Kursi. Every time he performs salah, he reads Ayatul Kursi. Now, we should try and mix up the, some of the verses that we read in the salah so that we are reading some surahs. We don't fix a surah. Some ulama say that it is makru, it is disliked to always read one portion in every single namaz. But other ulama say, no, it's okay if that's what you love. Like there was a companion who loves Surah, uh, surah Ikhlas and he always used to read Qul Wallahu Ahad in every single salah of his. And then the Prophet asked him why and he said, because I love this surah, Prophet allowed him. So if you can mix it up, it is better. But if it is, if it is not, then it is, uh, it, it's okay. It will not nullify your salah. It is still okay. Yeah. <laughs> 